Part two of the criminal from lost honour by friedrich schiller translated by john oxenford this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by carolyn part two hitherto i had sinned on account of my disgrace but now something had happened for which i had not yet atoned an hour before i think no man could have persuaded me that there was anything under heaven worse than myself whereas now i began to suspect that my condition an hour before was perhaps an enviable one god's judgments did not occur to me but i had a dim recollection of sword and cord and the execution of an infanticide which i saw while a schoolboy there was something peculiarly terrible to me in the thought that my life from this moment had become forfeit more i do not recollect my first wish was that robert was still living i endeavoured forcibly to recall to my mind all the wrong that the deceased had done me during his life but strange to say my memory seemed to have perished i could recall nothing of that which a quarter of an hour before had impelled me to madness i did not understand how i had been induced to commit this murder i was yet standing by the corpse the crack of some whips and the noise of carts which were passing through the woods brought me to my senses the deed had been committed scarcely a quarter of a mile from the high road and i was forced to think of my own safety unintentionally i strayed deeper into the wood on the way it struck me that the deceased once possessed a watch i needed money to reach the border and yet i lacked courage to return to the spot where the dead man lay a thought of the devil and of an omnipotence of the deity began to terrify me however i summoned all my audacity and resolved to set all hell at defiance i returned to the place i found what i had expected and also money amounting to rather more than a dollar in a green purse just as i was about to put them both up i suddenly stopped and began to reflect it was no fit of shame nor was it the fear of increasing my crime by plunder i believed it was out of a spirit of defiance that i flung away the watch and only kept half the money i wished to be taken for a personal enemy of the murdered man but not for one who had robbed him i now fled deeper into the wood which i knew extended four german miles to the north and there touched the border of the country till noon i ran breathless the rapidity of my flight had dissipated the anguish of my conscience but the return of that anguish was frightful when my strength more and more declined a thousand hideous forms passed before me and struck into my heart like sharp knives between a life filled with an increasing terror of death and a violent end the awful choice was now left me and choose i must 
i had not the heart to quit the world by self-destruction and i was terrified at the prospect of remaining in it fixed as it were between the certain torments of life and the uncertain terrors of eternity unable to live or die i passed the sixth hour of my flight an hour brimful of horrors such as no living man could narrate slowly absorbed in myself and with my hat unconsciously slouched over my face as if i wished to conceal myself from the eye of inanimate nature i had insensibly followed a narrow path which led me through the deepest part of the thicket when suddenly a rough imperious voice called to me stop the voice was quite close my abstraction and the slouched hat had prevented me from looking around i raised my eyes and saw a wild man armed with a great knotted club approaching me his figure was almost gigantic at least my first surprise made me think so and the colour of his skin was a yellow mulatto sort of black with which the whiteness of a squinting eye stood in terrible contrast instead of a girdle he had a thick rope wound twice around a green woollen coat in which were stuck a broad knife and a pistol the cry was repeated and a powerful arm held me fast the sound of a man had frightened me but the aspect of a villain gave me new heart in my present situation i had cause to tremble before every honest man but none to tremble before a robber who is there said the apparition one like yourself was my answer if you really correspond to your appearance that is not the way out what are you looking for here what is that to you retorted i insolently the man considered me twice from top to toe it seemed as though he wished to compare my figure with his own and my answer with my figure you speak as rudely as a beggar he said at last perhaps so i was a beggar yesterday the man laughed one could swear you did not want to pass for anything better now for something worse then i wished to proceed softly friend why in such a hurry what time have you to lose i reflected for a moment how the words came to my tongue i do not know life is short said i slowly and hell lasts forever he stared at me may i be damned he said at last if thou hast not brushed close by a gallows very possibly so good-bye for the present comrade top comrade he cried as he drew a tin flask out of his hunting-pouch took a good draught from it and handed it to me flight and anguish had exhausted my energies and nothing had passed my lips the whole day 
i had already feared that i should have sunk from exhaustion in this wood where no refreshment was to be expected for three miles round judge how joyfully i responded to this health with the animating draught new strength flowed into my bones new courage into my heart and i felt hope and the love of life i began to think that perhaps i was not quite wretched so much at least was the welcome beverage all to do yes i must even confess that my situation approached that of happiness for at last after a thousand vain hopes i had found a creature who seemed similar to myself in the condition to which i had fallen i should have drank good fellowship with the spirit of evil himself for the sake of having a confidant the man had stretched himself out on the grass i did the same your liquor has done me good said i we must become acquainted he struck fire to light his pipe have you carried on this business long he looked hard at me what do you mean by that has this often been strained with blood i drew the knife from his girdle who are you said he in a fearful tone and he laid down his pipe a murderer like you but only a beginner the man stared at me and took up his pipe again do you reside here he said at last three miles off i am the host of the sun at of whom you perhaps have heard the man sprung up as if possessed the poacher wolf he cried hastily the same welcome comrade welcome cried he and shook my hands violently that is brave that i have you at last mine host of the sun day and night have i been thinking how to get you i know you well i know all i have reckoned on you long ago reckoned on me for what the whole country round is full of you you have enemies a bailiff has oppressed you wolf they have ruined you and the wrongs you have suffered cry aloud to heaven the man became warm because you have shot a few hogs which the prince feeds in our fields they have dragged you about for years in the house of correction and the fortification they have robbed you of your house and business and made you a beggar has it come to this brother that a man is worth no more than a hare are we not better than brutes of the field and a fellow like you could suffer that could i alter it that we shall see but tell me whence do you come and what do you propose i began to tell him all my history the man without waiting till i had finished it sprung up with joyous impatience and drew me after him come brother host of the sun said he now you are ripe now i have you when i wanted you i shall get honour by you follow me where will you take me do not stop to ask but follow he then forcibly dragged me along 
we had proceeded about a quarter of a mile the wood became more and more steep pathless and wild neither of us uttered a word until at last my leader's whistle startled me out of my meditations i raised my eyes we were standing on the edge of a steep rock which was bowed down into a deep cleft a second whistle answered from the interior hollow of the rock and a ladder slowly rose from the abyss as of its own accord my conductor descended first and told me to wait till he returned i must first chain up my dog said he you are strange here and the beast would tear you to pieces i now stood alone before the abyss and well i knew that i was alone the improvidence of my leader did not escape my attention i only required a hearty resolution to draw up the ladder then i should have been free and my flight would have been secure i confess that i perceived that i looked down into the abyss which was now to receive me and it dimly reminded me of the descent into hell from which there is no redemption i began to shudder at the career i was about to enter only a rapid flight could save me i resolved on this flight i had already stretched out my hands towards the ladder but at once there was a thunder in my ears a noise about me like the scornful laughter of hell and it seemed to say what can a murderer risk my arm fell back as if paralyzed i had reckoned rightly the time for repentance had passed the murder i had committed lay towering up behind me like a rock and cut off my retreat forever at the same time my conductor reappeared and told me i might come there was now no longer any choice i clambered down we had proceeded some steps beneath the wall of the rock when the ground became wider and some huts were visible in the midst of these was a round grass plat on which about eighteen or twenty persons were lying around a charcoal fire here comrades said my conductor placing me in the centre of the circle our host of the sun bid him welcome the host of the sun cried all at once and they all men and women rose and pressed around me shall i confess it the joy was hearty and unaffected confidence nay esteem appeared in every face one pressed my hand another familiarly shook me by my coat the whole scene resembled that at the reappearance of an old and valued friend my arrival had interrupted the feast which they had just begun they now continued it and invited me to pledge the welcome game of all kinds formed the meal and the wine-flask passed without flagging from hand to hand good cheer and unity seemed to animate the entire band and the contest among them all was who should show the most extravagant delight at my arrival 
they had seated me between two women which was the post of honour at the table i expected to find the refuse of their sex but how great was my astonishment when i discovered among this infamous troop the most beautiful female forms that my eyes had ever beheld margaret the eldest and most beautiful of the two was called miss and would scarcely have been five-and-twenty her words were very bold and her gestures still more so maria the younger was married but she had fled from a husband who had ill-used her she was more elegant but pale and delicate-looking and less striking to the eye than her fiery neighbour both women strove hard to excite my passion the beautiful margaret endeavoured to overcome my bashfulness by loose jests but the whole woman was repulsive to me and the bashful maria had gained my heart for ever you see brother host of the sun began the man who had brought me you see how we live together and every day is like this one is it not true comrades every day like this repeated the whole band if then you can resolve to find pleasure in our mode of life strike a bargain and be our leader i have held that post hitherto but i will give it up to you are you content comrades a joyful yes was responded from every throat my head was on fire my brain was turned and my blood was boiling with wine and passion the world had cast me out as infected with the plague but here i found a brotherly reception honour and comfort whatever choice i made death awaited me but here i could at least sell my life for a higher price sensuality was my most violent tendency hitherto the other sex had only shown me contempt but here i should find favour and boundless enjoyment my determination cost me but little i stay with you comrades cried i loudly and resolutely and walked into the midst of the band i remain with you i cried again if you will give me my beautiful neighbour all agreed to grant my request and i was the declared possessor of a harlot and owner of a band of robbers End of part two.